Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. From Katie's Journal, dated Wednesday, July 15th, 2009. Dear Lord, weary this morning. Big argument with Norman yesterday because the staff team met for four hours after I left discussing fall Bible studies and nav night, which by the way means Katie got left out of the discussion. (laughs) Then we received news that a friend from college is leaving his wife. It is a nightmare. Then I'm still fighting a sore throat and sickness, plus some feelings of isolation and uselessness, which I know stem from such profound physical weariness. And then she goes on in her journal for the next day, Thursday, July 16th, 2009. Dear Lord, This morning is like a Wisconsin morning. Gorgeous. I still have a sore throat. Today we have a meeting scheduled with Jeff and Jess, who are co-workers of ours in the Navigators at Illinois, to discuss a student and their future. Romans 5 verse 3. We also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. My, but I have chafed under those trials the past years. How I want to zoom past character and get on to do and doing. But I don't know how else character is earned or learned. We're meeting with Jeff and Jess this, oh wait, I already said that. I love that last remark, by the way, uh, where Katie starts to say the same thing in her journal that she had just said a few paragraphs earlier and doesn't scratch it out. She just says, I already said that, as though she were talking to someone. And that's probably because she was talking to someone. I know I've said this before, and if you've listened to these podcasts along the way, you already know almost every one of her entries begins, Dear Lord. Uh, Unlike Some people, some of us, Katie didn't really write in a journal like a dear diary, just her own thoughts to herself. Her journal entries are almost always directed as prayers to the Lord. And you see that again in the next journal entry from Saturday, July 18th, 2009, where she says, Dear Lord, fun hanging out with Jeff and Jess last night. Still fighting a sore throat, so I'm dragging around a bit. Yesterday was a fun day. Took the girls to the mall. Second Chronicles 16, 7-9 Because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. Were the Ethiopians and the Libyan 
not a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly, therefore from now on you shall have wars. Lord, you provided for us during cancer. You provided abundantly. We continue to look to you now. We rest in you. There are many areas of our lives where you have the opportunity to show yourself strong. Monday, July 20th, 2009. Dear Lord, does everyone feel this pressing knowledge that if you don't work it out, all will collapse? With the number of things I have to trust you for, you would think that I would spend an hour in Bible study and an hour in prayer a day. What if I did? Lord, if there was a number one lesson for my cancer, it is that you are big. That's really awesome because what I feel because I have what I feel like are some big issues I need you to take care of in your big way. Our monthly support, monthly money, tuition is up, gas is up, groceries are up. I don't feel like I have enough. And by the way, those of you who are listening to this uh, contemporary as they're released know that we're in very much the similar situation as we were in that phase in 2009 prices are up. Katie goes on to outline some of her needs, orthodontist bills, vacation coming up, surgery and reconstruction, so increased medical cost, our ministry. We need people. Zambia, do we go or not? What about Joseph and your provision for that trip? I want to pause and just direct your attention to a couple of things that Katie says in that journal entry that I think are Uh, very characteristic, not only of her, but of the lessons that she learned during that time. You saw the one where uh, she said pretty clearly, um, the lesson that I have learned from cancer is that you are big. If you knew Katie uh, during this time of her life and after this time of her life, you would frequently hear her say, you have to let God be big. And The other thought from her journal is just, Lord, I have to trust you so much, and I know that everything would fall apart if it were not for you. And maybe I should remind myself of that by spending an hour in Bible study and an hour in prayer a day. Not realistic for Katie at that time of her life or for most of us ever. Uh, But just the point that uh, she came through this time of cancer recognizing how desperately she needed God to sustain her and all all of the affairs of her life and the people that she loved. And it would be great if we could learn that lesson as well uh, with Katie. Tuesday, July 21st, 2009. Dear Lord, I laid in bed for a while this morning and looked up. I remembered when I was flat on my back with my mastectomy and how you took care of everything because you are big. I had this picture of myself, now that I'm feeling better, 
of me trying to run around and grab things out of your hand and take them back. How ludicrous, and yet it's how I live. Lord, please help me to park on thoughts like love, rest, trust, listen. I live way too much of my life like I need to convince you of things, like I need to make things happen. And then her journal entry from Wednesday, July 22nd. Dear Lord, we've been having such nice weather, highs in the 70s, lows in the 60s. It's just amazing. This morning, I see the plastic surgeon. I'm not really looking forward to that. Yesterday, I pigged out a bit. Double chocolate waffle cone with Reese's for Marble Slab, which is the ice cream shop our kids would work at. Then a big taco dinner. I didn't feel that great physically afterwards. It was too much. That's good to know. But wow, that ice cream was good with a smiley face. I'll be surprised if I lose weight this week. We have quite a bit to do to get ready to leave on Saturday. And then I'm going to read uh, a last journal entry from Tuesday, July 28, 2009, but it might help to frame this up a little bit. For those of you who are unacquainted with our personal history at that time, Katie and I were living in central Illinois, Savoy, Illinois, just south of Champaign-Urbana, working with a campus ministry called the Navigators at the University of Illinois. We had moved from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where we were also working with the Navigators at UW-Eau Claire. Katie's parents had been living near us. It was a wonderful time of life for us where our relationships went very deep in a place that we loved very much. And so this is where we were going on vacation uh, to camp in our travel trailer at a a park kind of near Eau Claire. So that helps to set the stage for the comments that come here on Tuesday, July 28, 2009. Dear Lord, we are having a great vacation. I am having a great vacation. And now you've woken me up at 7 a.m. to have a quiet time. Even better, we are camping in Osseo, Wisconsin, and I am just loving being here. Sunday, we went to church. She doesn't say this, but Bethesda Lutheran Church was our church home in Eau Claire. We got to see so many special people. What a treat. It was a gorgeous day. And then we had lunch with the Bernardis. It was so good to be at their house. Parenthetically, she says, eating Ronnie's cooking. Joe and Ronnie had been our staff supervisors when we moved up to Eau Claire to begin our first assignment with the Navigators. Then Ross and Megan and Mackenzie and John and Molly and Nicole all came out to the campground and we hung out until the wee hours. John and Molly's kids are so precious. Isaac ran up and immediately gave me a huge hug. They have such sweet spirits and are very good talking with adults. What a delight to see them. And then yesterday we hung out with Mike and Anne. Mike was able to get home early even. It was so good to be in their house. The kids played really well. And then we went to Action City and had a blast. We used the Harley's money and just gorged ourselves on fun. The kids pulled together 4,000 tickets. You know, the kind of tickets that you win when you're playing the game so that you can buy little stuffed animals and trinkets. 
Okay, that was my commentary. Oh, yes, Katie says, Ann Sawyer is camping with us as well. Sawyer is one of Tom's friends from our days in Eau Claire. Then we ate at the Erickson's, swung by the Broncos, went by Super Target, and then hung out with John and Molly at the campsite. Thank you, Lord, for the precious gift of these days. Lord, you know how much I love it up here. You know how much I loved living here, you know? Oh, and we ate at the Norsky Nook. Thanks for waking me up this morning. And yet, I must know, Lord, that your plans and purposes for me are good. You would not have moved me away from here without having my best interest at heart. I thank you for the seven amazing years that we had here. Psalm 92, 1-4 It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night because you are faithful every day, Katie says parenthetically. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp with harmonious sounds, for you, O Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. Thankfulness, 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 she says. And then in verses 12 to 15, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Wow, where am I planted? In the house of the Lord. That can never change, no matter where I live. Where do I flourish? Not in Eau Claire or Colorado or Zambia, but in the courts of my God. Lord, plant me in your house and let me flourish in your courts. This morning, we are off to see Don and Maggie. Lord, please open to us a door for the gospel that we may proclaim it boldly as we ought. Those were our elderly neighbors from our time in Eau Claire who we were going to visit. And there you hear Katie's heart for God and Katie's heart for her neighbors. Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here, and I look forward to being with you again soon. 